Welcome to Witness, a ministry of Covenant Presbyterian Church in Jackson, Mississippi. Join us in person for worship each Sunday at 9.30 a.m. For more information about Covenant, including discipleship and mission opportunities, visit us at www.covenantpresjackson.org. In our passage this morning, Jesus asks his disciples, his followers, those who are in the boat with him, two questions. Two. Two questions that are also for you this morning. Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? Earlier in the day, Jesus had been teaching a a great crowd gathered around him by the sea, the, the Sea of Galilee. The crowd on the shore was so great that Jesus got into a boat on the water, and from the boat, he taught the crowd that was on the shore. He taught them about the kingdom of God. He taught them in parables, stories. And at the end of the day, in the evening, Jesus told his disciples, let's go across to the other side. So leaving the crowd, they set out in the boat across the sea. Now his disciples knew just what to do, probably without even thinking about it. Remember, a number of Jesus' followers were fishermen. Peter and Andrew and James and John, they, they knew boats, they knew the water. It had been their livelihood, their way of life, probably since childhood. So off they went. And then a sudden storm hit. A great windstorm hit. The Greek word here can can also refer to a hurricane. It wasn't a hurricane, but that gives you a sense of the force of the storm, the ferocity of the storm, the wind and the waves and the rain, and the boat was starting to fill with water. Now, the Sea of Galilee is still known today for its sudden and ferocious storm. The The sea itself lies 700 feet below sea level. And it's surrounded by hills and mountains. It's in sort of a basin. And and the largest mountain is about 9,000 feet above sea level. So the cool air from the tall mountains often mixes with the warm air rising from the sea, and it produces stormy weather conditions, typically during the day. Now, the fishermen in the boat with Jesus knew this. They had experienced this. They had lived this. But this particular storm was different. The time of day, the violence of the wind, the strength of the waves, they they thought they were going to die, sink, drown, perish. And where was Jesus? Where was their master? Where was their teacher? In the midst of the fury of this squall, this hurricane-like storm, what was Jesus doing? He was asleep, resting, quiet, like the eye of a storm, like an oasis in a desert. Jesus slept. Now, our Old Testament reading from the prophet Jonah contains parallels with this story. Jonah was a prophet. Jonah was called by God to preach, to 
to preach not to Israel, not among God's people, but to a preach in, to preach in Nineveh, to Assyria, the enemies of Israel who were Gentiles, non-Jews. Well, Jonah just refuses. Jonah runs. He jumps on a ship away from Nineveh. He jumps on a ship to get away from God. But you can't run from God. So the Lord sends a great storm, a mighty tempest that threatens to break the ship that Jonah's on into pieces. Those aboard the ship thought that they were going to die. They thought they were going to sink, drown, perish. And where was Jonah? While the storm raged, what was Jonah doing? He slept. Jonah was fast asleep in the boat. Well, the captain awakens him and, and, and asks him to pray. Maybe Jonah's God would hear and, and Jonah's God save them, but the storm just rages on. Eventually, it's revealed that Jonah is running from God, that Jonah is the cause of the storm. He, he instructs the fearful crew to throw him off the boat, to throw him into the water. And if they did so, the tempest would cease. Their lives would be saved. And at first, they wouldn't do it. They tried rowing back to shore, but the storm only grew worse. And finally, this is what they do. Finally, they prayed. Out of desperation, they prayed. They prayed to the Lord. They prayed to the God of Jonah. They prayed that the Lord would save them. They prayed that the Lord would consider them innocent for Jonah's lives. They prayed that the Lord would be pleased with their act. And then they tossed Jonah overboard. They tossed Jonah into the wind, into the waves, into the churning sea, and immediately the storm ceased. God calmed the wind and the waves. The Lord of heaven and earth who spoke creation into being, who spoke the wind and the waves and the sea into being, quieted the storm. And the ship's crew worshipped him. They responded in worship. Now our passage says that they feared the Lord. They feared the Lord, witnessing his power over nature, over the wind, over the waves, over the sea, over the tempest, over the chaos. They were afraid. But this fear, this, this healthy fear, this proper fear of the divine led to acknowledgement, led to worship. Jesus was asleep. The panicked disciples wake him, but unlike Jonah, they don't ask him to pray. They ask him a question. And in fact, they probably had to scream this question in order to be heard above the storm. They ask him, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Their frustration is clear. Jesus, we're about to sink. Jesus, we are about to drown. Jesus, we are going to die and you're sleeping. Don't you care? And what's Jesus' answer? Not words. Jesus doesn't speak. He acts. Jesus awakens. He stands. And he speaks. He rebukes the wind. The word translated rebuke is the same word Jesus uses over demons. A word we've seen a couple of times in, in Mark's gospel. 
It's the same word that he uses to silence evil spirits, to bring them under his authority and command. Jesus rebukes the wind and he speaks to the waves. He commands the waves, peace, be still. And immediately at his word, immediately at his command, the wind stops, the waves cease. All is calm, all is quiet, all is still. And it's here, it's here in peace, it's here in calm, it's here in stillness that Jesus asked the two questions, the two questions that are also for you. Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? Well, Jesus' followers don't answer. They don't answer the question. Instead, Mark tells us that they were filled with great fear. Just like the sailors in Jonah, the disciples in the boat were filled with great fear, witnessing Jesus's power over nature, over the wind, over the waves, over the sea, over the tempest, over the chaos, witnessing divine power up close and personal. They were afraid. But unlike the sailors in Jonah, they didn't worship. This fear here, this fear did not lead to worship. Instead, they asked one another, who then is this? Who then is this? Who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Now, what they could not answer, what they could not articulate at that moment is this. God. Who is this? God. Who is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? The Lord. Jesus is God. For the one who hushed the waves, the one who quieted the waters, the one who stilled the wind is the same one who did so when Jonah was tossed into the sea the Lord of heaven and earth, the creator of the wind and the waves and the water, the one who has authority over the wind and the waves and the water. God himself was with them in the boat, standing before them in the flesh, in person. They could reach out and touch him. And the same God-man with the disciples in the boat, Jesus died on the cross. His death, a sacrifice for your sin so that you might be free, so that you might be forgiven and free, no longer an enemy of God, no longer separated from God because of your sin, but a child, a son, a daughter, beloved by the Father, your Father. And Jesus' resurrection, his rising from the dead, conquers death for you so that in him you are promised eternal life. You're promised life after death, life eternal. In your Father's house. Do you believe in him? This God-man, the Savior, who rose from the dead, do you claim him in faith? Are you his child? 
Although it's not hard to imagine being in that boat tossed by the storm, overwhelmed by the wind of the wave, sinking. I've never experienced it. I've never been on the water in a storm. Maybe some of you have. I know for certain one of you almost did. Now, you may not know it, but Steve and Carolyn Sox, who are our wonderful music directors, they have a sailboat down on the Gulf Coast. Now, a few years ago, a hurricane was heading toward the coast. And when that happens, if you have a boat, you've got to get that boat secured out of the water or you've got to get that boat somewhere that's not in the line of the storm. Now, on this occasion, Steve and Carolyn could not get to the coast. They could not move the boat until the day or so before the storm was to hit. They rushed down when they could get down to the coast, and the plan was this. Steve was to take the boat on the water to a safe location. Carolyn would drive over and meet him at that safe location. I don't remember all the details, but I do know that Steve made it in before the storm. Not too long before the storm. Barely ahead of the storm. I know it's not true, but I always had this picture of him, this picture of Steve Sox standing in the front of the boat, hurricane at his heels, triumphantly humming the 1812 overture, directing an imaginary orchestra as he brings that boat safely to shore. He then embraces Carolyn. They jump in a car and speed back to Jackson. Now, now they tell you a different story. More details, but one that contained worry and fear and anxiety at the coming storm. They weren't even in the storm. Now, maybe you've not been on the water in a storm, or maybe you've not even been just barely ahead of a storm that was coming, but I know you've felt other storms in life. You've been pelted by driving rain. You've been blown by the wind. You've been tossed by the waves. Your boat has been rocked in a churning sea. Maybe for you, there was a diagnosis that you weren't expecting. Maybe it was an injury, an accident, a, an illness. Maybe it was a surgery or, or a slow recovery, whether it was for you or for someone you love. And maybe the storm you experienced was a, a, a crumbling marriage or a deteriorating relationship with the child. Maybe it was a a declining parent or a sin that you keep struggling with. Maybe it was guilt from the past or, or shame from the past. Maybe the wave that hit you was something else. Maybe it was a breakup strained relationship, a broken relationship. Maybe the wind was a failed test or financial stress or or the job that you hate. Maybe the churning sea was the death of someone you loved or the effects of aging on, on your body. Or maybe it was just another task another stress, another burden, another failure. You just felt like your boat was filling up and about to break apart. Maybe you've been there. Maybe you're there now. Maybe you're wondering, where's Jesus? 
Where's Jesus? Is he sleeping? Doesn't he care about the storm? Doesn't he care that the boat is filling up? Doesn't he care that you're about to go under? Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? For the one who stills storms with the word, the one who died and rose again, the one who has authority over nature, over sin, over death, over Satan, the one who has all authority in heaven and on earth, Jesus, he's with you. He's in the boat. Yes, he cares. Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? The waves may be high, the wind may be strong, the water may be rising. It might feel like your boat is about to break apart, but Jesus is greater. Your Father's love is greater. Now, that doesn't mean he's going to calm the storm. That doesn't mean he's going to quiet the wind. That doesn't mean he's going to still the waves. He can't. And pray that he does. But he doesn't promise that. He doesn't promise what he's done for his disciples here. He doesn't promise that for you. But what he does promise you is to be with you. He's with you in the storm. He's with you in the tempest. And he promises to get you to the other side. He promises to get you to heaven, to get you to eternity, to get you to be with your father. He will get you there, even through death. Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? The son of God is with you. And he's with you all. He's with his church here right now. He's with his church around the world. In early, early, early Christian art, the church was often depicted as a boot. Though we, we may seem small and insignificant on the sea, though we are hit by the storms of this age, the strong winds of, of ideology, the waves of ever-changing cultural and political movements that are opposed to God or reject God or are just immoral, though we are hit by the storms of global tensions and wars and injustice and sorrow, Jesus is with us. He's with his church. He's in the boat. And he's greater. The Father's love is greater. That these storms are not eternal. They will pass. But the church will continue. Jesus is with her, his bride. He is present, guiding, leading until there's a new heaven and a new earth, until God dwells with his people forever. The bride and the bridegroom united forever. So why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? Jesus is with you. In the boat. And he is greater. Thank you for tuning in to Witness, a ministry of Covenant Presbyterian Church in Jackson, Mississippi. 